Everything in life has principles. Success has its principles. If you fulfill its principles, you will arrive to success. And the same goes for failure. Now there's a quote that says, you can only choose actions, not consequences. Every action, good or bad, has its own feedback. Every path has its destination. Below are some of the reasons why students fail over and over again. Good day, great minds. Welcome to Academic Mentoring Podcast. My name is Queen and I'm your host. It's so great to have us back here. And today we'll be discussing why students fail. First of all, absence of a defined goal or vision. Every student should have a goal or vision. Not just a vision, but clearly defined, written down goal. If you ask now to tell the number of red cars you saw the previous week, you can't give a specific number. But if you're told, okay, I'm going to ask you for the number of red cars you see the following week, you will become mindful of the cars you see and you check out for those painted in red. Your brain only pays attention and reminds you of what has been installed into it. If you don't install your goals into your brains, it won't remind you of it and you may live your life without being conscious or aware of any goal. Get a goal, paste it on your wall, speak it to yourself every day. With that, you get it installed into your brain. If you want to walk the path of academic success, having a goal is one principle you must follow. I mean, even God followed this principle. He had a goal before creating man. So you must be able to clearly state where you want to be and when. Your goals drive you. Jesus had a goal before coming to earth. He didn't just call Master asking God, God, <clears throat> what will I do? No, he didn't do that. He had his goals. His goals motivated him and drove him to the cross. He didn't care about what was done to him. He didn't care about the beating because there was a goal. It's not enough to have your goal written down. You must visualize it. Now to visualize means to form a mental picture of it. It means you dream of your goal. You see it in your mind every day. And your goal is to come out. If your goal, for example, is to come out with the best grades in school, you must be able to picture it in your mind. You can't just become what you've not seen. You have to see before you become. Now, once you see yourself become what you've set for yourself, you must be able to believe in your goal. You must have strong assurance in your dream. The next is a broken focus. Now, focus means concentration of attention and you must be able to gaze on your goal without being distracted. Distraction shifts your mind from your goal and makes you focus on less important things. You must be able to shun anything 
any noise whatsoever that wants to compete with your goal. Focus helps to align your set goal for assurance and accuracy. Hmm. Laziness. Now, how do you position yourself to achieve your set goal? Or are you just going to fold your arms and expect best grades to come rushing in? That's not possible. What best are you giving to secure academic success? Can you burn the midnight candle for your exam? To what extent can you stretch yourself when it comes to reading? Can you really let go of social media? <laughs> I mean, movies. Now, movies and social media is like the major distraction. Can you really let go of social media? Unnecessary association to secure your best grades. As I'm asking this question, I want us to visualize and ask ourselves because it's a rhetorical question. Can television wait for that exam? Are you willing to be faithful to assignment your test for your exam? How much effort do you put your academics every term and every semester? If you can't boldly answer these questions, then you default in some or all, then you are lazy. Laziness is the path that leads to failure. Laziness is one area where both God and the devil agree. The book of Proverbs says that, See a man diligent or skillful in his works. He shall stand before men. He shall stand before, sorry, he shall stand before kings and not mere men. Now, lay emphasis on the word man. The Bible didn't say, see a Christian. This shows us that the laws that govern life can't be applied by all men, regardless of their religion. If you walk the path of diligence, you will arrive to academic excellence. Now, you cannot secure good grades in your exams by enjoying the comfort of your bed. You need to burn the midnight candle. Your body shouldn't control you. You should control it. You have to discipline yourself. And discipline is like, um, how do I put it now? It's the ability to make yourself do what you should do, whether you like it or not. Comfort and diligence are opposing. You have to discipline yourself to let go of comfort, to be diligent in wanting to get good grades. You can't have both at the same time. That is comfort and diligence. You can't. You can't sleep all through the night and expect good grades. No. You must have a specific hour of reading every day and must be faithful to it. You can't be reading and chatting at the same time. <laughs> I mean, whoever says that is possible is a lie. You won't feel like it, but you have to just do it. Your reading time must be a time you dedicate to your books and just as you observe and try to shun distractions during our quiet time or during an hour of prayer, you must do the same with your reading time. If you don't like attempting questions yourself, rather you like getting the answers from your friend, then you are lazy and you must change to be excellent in your academics. Now, what differentiates an extraordinary student from an ordinary student is the extra in the place of diligence. Hmm. 
wrong mindset. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Mindset means a habitual way of thinking. It also means a habitual attitude to a particular thing. No matter your goal, no matter how much you visualize and believe in it, if you don't see yourself as what your goal is even before you become it, you will never become it. Hmm. You need to see your goal. You need to become it in your vision before you become it in reality. There is power in the mind. You can become what you want to become. You just need the right mindset. Don't feel low of yourself. You might have failed a course the last semester or a subject last term or even had a low grade. That does not determine you. That does not define you. Never feel low of yourself. Never feel there's someone out there who can do it better than you. Why not you? Your mindset always affects your attitude. The kind of mindset you have will determine the kind of attitude you give to things. If you have a mindset of a a successful person, of a big thinker, the attitude you give to life will be different because you always give the attitude of, I know I'm not dear, but I see it in my mind and I want to become it. Every man has 24 hours. What distinguishes us is diligence. Before you go for an exam, you need to first win the battle in your mind. Never sit for an exam with fear or the failure mindset. Nothing can limit you. You only limit yourself with what you think. Positive sayings come as a result of positive mindset. I'll take that again. Positive sayings come as a result of positive mindset. Next is pride. A proud man can never, never rise to any level of influence. There's someone in the Bible that says, The Lord resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Imagine there's someone in your class that has what you need. But you find it difficult to walk up to the person just because of pride and envy that has filled up your mind. One thing that I've noticed about students is that we find it comfortable to move along only with people of our class, those who can't offer us anything really. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing walking with people of our class or walking with people in the same class with us but there's also nothing wrong in walking up to someone who knows more than you do you shouldn't allow what your friends say to determine you drop any friend that doesn't add to you and go for those who have what you need now the next point i'll make would link with what i just said now wrong association So I'll take that last statement I made again. Drop any friend that doesn't add to you and go for those who have what you need. There's a saying that goes, show me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. Really, your friends determine the extent that you go in destiny. 
Your friends determine if you will walk, if you will crawl, if you will run, if you will fly. Your friends determine it. There's something called the crap system. Now, I'll describe this. So I want us to picture it as I describe it. Anytime a crab tries to get out of the cage, it gets pulled back by another cage. So no crab gets out at last. If you work with those of no future ambition, you definitely not have one. It's not an insult, it's reality. Who are your friends? Gistas. If you do, then if you have friends, if you have friends that are gistas alone, then you are one. If you work with those who don't have interest in academic excellence, then my dear, you won't have the interest too. Every time you try to read, there will be something, there will be there will, there will just be something, even if they are not there physically, sometimes they will be there. But there will be something and they will be there to discourage you. If you work with the wise, you will be wise. It's a principle already. If you work with fools, you will definitely become one. Excellence is contagious. Though. People can only offer you what they have. Hmm. Next is wrong talking. The power of life and death lies in the tongue. I'm sure we've heard that over and over and over again. But yeah, it's the truth. Whatever you say determines who you become. One of the ways we cooperate with God or the devil is what we say. Hmm. You can't be praying for an excellent result and keep on saying you're an average student, you're an average student. As children of God, we must call those things that are not as though they are. Whew. Yeah. Stop sowing evil seeds into your examination and future by stating negative things. You become whatever you say. Write out whatever you want to become. Make it a duty to read it to yourself every day. Like a confession. Every day you read it to yourself. If you have a mirror, you look at yourself in the mirror and read it to yourself over and over and over again. There's something repetition actually does to the mind. It just makes you become... It just, it just gives you that... Um, that power that yeah i can become this because you say it to yourself every day you say it to yourself every day believe it work for it by diligence and see how you become it that's how it works just as simple as that positive confessions stop talking wrong lastly this is something that affects not just students but i feel like a whole lot of people time management Hmm. one thing that differentiates the poor from the rich is time management how do you manage your time if you are to help your parents in chores do it quickly fall back to your books learn how to invest your time wisely success only comes to those that can be disciplined enough to manage their time well I'll add one more point the God factor. Yeah, the God factor. Good success comes from God. I tell you, good success comes from God. Man cannot succeed ordinarily. Somewhere in the Bible, Mark 10 verse 27 says, you can't pull it off all by yourself. That's just a summary explanation. 
Bible also says that if the Lord does not build a house, they that build labor in vain. And according to Joshua 1 verses 8, good success comes from God. You must involve God in your academics. It's one thing to read. It's another to remember in the exam hall. Take that difficult course, that difficult subject to God. You must show and express a total dependence on God if you want to succeed in life. Life is very spiritual as well as your academics. Yeah. Now there's an understanding that only God can give that no ordinary man can give. There's a speed in God that he can give you. The same he gave to Elijah. God makes the difference in everything. He makes us distinct. The Bible says in Matthew 7 verse 7 that we should ask and we'll receive. So if we lack understanding, we ask. We ask God because we know that he gives liberally to all men. Hmm. I tell you, God loves to help. Thank you for joining us on today's whew, podcast. I'm sure you've learned one or two things. Now, the point of this podcast or why AMC is here, like I always say, is to train, build, coach students holistically towards academic excellence and excellence all around i want us to take all of this that we hear and put them to action that's when you're listening to this podcast counts thank you once again for joining us and see you next time on another beautiful episode once again my name is queen and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Finis Pro Consult Institute. Have a great day.